shot? They're not all zombies, Doug. How do you fight this thing? Maybe we could drown it in A1 sauce. Well, sometimes that is better. The person you put up there ain't the person that comes back. It's dead zone to get down with. About six feet under. Get dead. Ooh, I love this song. Come to the thrilling final episode of our radio drama. Wait, cancel already? Wow, it's a real bummer. Well, it was fun while it lasted, guys. A whole uh, zero episodes, but uh, I'm just kidding with you guys. Welcome to Rotten Reviews with your host, Brian. Hey guys, let's get ready to watch the 1987 classic Near Dark. Uh, this movie has a 7 out of 10 on IMDb and 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, for you guys that haven't watched this, I would definitely highly recommend it. Um, it's probably my all-time favorite uh, vampire movie. Uh, it's got a great cast, uh, Bill Paxton, uh, Lance Hendrickson, to name the, the main two. And then there's a, a very good supporting cast. So I would definitely highly recommend checking this one out. One of the things that's really good about this movie is the soundtrack, which is solely done by Tangerine Dream. Um, I'm going to try and put some music of theirs in the background in certain spots throughout this podcast. Um, but yeah, definitely highly check them out. Check them out on Spotify. It's free to listen to. Check them out on YouTube, wherever you want to listen to music. Just really check them out. They're a very unique band that do some really good uh, music. <laughs> Some time, son. 
slow intro the sun's going down uh they got tangerine dream playing of course it really sets the move to the movie uh we have our three buddies messing around with each other um they're acting like assholes to one another until they they see a girl in the background may um caleb being our main main actor in this movie uh being the main actor in the movie caleb he's uh pretty much a love at first sight uh he tries to be a gentleman to may and drives her driver home uh He's kind of like flirting with her and hitting towards things. And he can definitely tell she's not from around here because uh, she's not even the same age group as him. Because we're going to find out she's a vampire. Uh, Mid-drive home, they, they pretty much stop because she's all relaxed and she wants to get out, out of the truck just to admire the peacefulness and the calm of the darkness and the cool breeze. Um, Kayla's mentioned a couple times on and off how he hasn't, uh, met a girl like her before and that's rightfully so because she's a vampire and he doesn't know that yet but uh, he's gonna know soon enough Caleb is uh, taking her to her trailer park where she says she's staying but then they they make a little detour and she's like well where are you going Caleb and he's like I got a little surprise for you and we find out May doesn't like surprises um, Caleb's taking her to go see his horse or one of his horses uh, I'm not sure how many he owns it's not really even that important but uh, we come to find out that uh, horses and vampires don't get along because the horse is spooked by May. Uh, absolutely does not want anything to do with her at all. So that's a kind of interesting fact. I uh, don't see that in other movies at all. Um, vampires are not a movie genre that I watch too often. I will admit that. Um, but in this one's very interesting. And then uh, Caleb and May get close for a moment. Kind of, you know, getting to the... Uh, almost the making out session here and may's like well what time is it and she wants to get home before dawn comes up of course because if she does not make it somewhere where it's sh you know shade and cover she's going to be a pile of ashes because as soon as the sun hits her she's going to start burning alive caleb doesn't obviously know that yet because uh you know he has no idea what's going on he's just a country hick boy uh, Mid-drive home, though, Caleb's like, you know what, I'm just going to stop the truck here. I'm going to take the keys out, and uh, you're going to have to kiss me if you want to want me to drive you home. Uh, that's not a smart move, because they do start making out. But then uh, she decides to take a chunk of his neck and uh, turns him. And then May literally gets out of the truck and just starts running away. Um, Caleb kind of follows after her, but then he's like, you know what, screw this. She's crazy. Uh, goes back to his truck course it doesn't start so you just like screw this truck too i'm gonna start walking through the fields to get home uh when he's stumbling through the fields so um caleb's little sister sarah i believe sees him stumbling through the field it's it's morning almost it's dawn's coming up the sun's starting to raise and we see some smoke coming off of him because apparently that's how fast getting bit by a vampire changes you um he's stumbling and uh sarah's like to her dad caleb looks like looks like there's something wrong Caleb looks like he's sick and um then we see this camper like barreling through the fields and down this dirt road towards 
um, Caleb and that pulls up alongside Caleb and next thing we know Caleb gets snatched inside the camper uh, come to find out though inside the camper is May and her misfit ragtag group of vampires uh, who are led by Jesse who is Lance Hendrickson uh, if you guys don't know who Lance Hendrickson is uh, why are you listening to this podcast right at this moment uh, he's a very well-known horror icon so from Alien and Pumpkinhead um, Jesse being the leader of the vampires, uh, he's not really fond of new people coming in. Um, uh, May, like literally at the beginning, they want to kill kill Caleb right at the beginning. Uh, Bill Paxton's character, Severin, I think it is, is his name. He literally wants to kill Caleb right on the spot. But that's when May's like, well, if you're going to kill him, you might as well kill me because I've changed him. And that pretty much puts a damper in their plans. Apparently, uh, vampires don't like killing other vampires. Uh, I'm not sure if that's vampire code. It might be. Like I said, I don't watch a lot of vampire movies, so I don't know the vampire code. Um, but yeah, Jesse's like, all right, fine. You get one week to fit in, to kill for yourself, to feed for yourself. No leeching off of May for, for the whole time. You actually have to do it yourself. If not... Then I'm gonna kill you. For a reason, you know, the characters are introducing themselves to one another, uh, like to Caleb. Um, when Homer, who's, uh, I forget the actor's name, but he's a kid actor, uh, when he introduces himself to Caleb, he literally grabs him right on the nuts. I don't understand why. Uh, it's kind of weird. Uh, but, you know, if that's how you wanna introduce yourself, I don't need to, to know who you are at all. Don't introduce yourself to me. And then we got some uh, more car shopping because obviously they think that uh, Caleb's coming from a loving family and the family's going to be on the search for him. So they're like, well, we can't use this big old camper anymore, so let's steal this old school station wagon. And then next thing we uh, have them setting the camper on fire because now they're going to use the car as their transportation. Um, Caleb's confused as to what's going on. He doesn't know why he's feeling the way he is. And uh, him and me are walking down the train tracks because... Everyone's splitting up on their own for the night to go do their feeding. And Caleb's like, you know, I, I just gotta go home. I don't want to be around you right now. And he just literally takes off from May. And May's just like, okay, you know, whatever. Caleb stumbles upon uh, the bus depot. Uh, come to find out, he's a little bit short for a bus ticket home. Uh, even when he's asking where the next bus is to where he lives, uh, the bus depot guy's like, where the hell is that? So he definitely lives in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. Which is somewhere in Oklahoma, I believe they say. But then he tries uh, some vending machine chocolate bar. Uh, doesn't doesn't suit too well of him. Takes a bite of it and throws it right up in the garbage. Uh, throws the rest of the bar out. Clearly, uh, you know, he's hungry, but he's not hungry for chocolate. And then we have this, like, off-duty officer or FBI agent come up to him. He, he thinks Caleb's on drugs. And uh, the officer also has, like, an injury on his hand. He's got, like, it all bandaged up and it's bleeding. And we can see Caleb kind of looking at the blood and kind of like sniffing at it. Um, just a little, little thing to add to the vampire aspect. And uh, then the officer decides to give, the officer uh, decides to be nice enough and uh, give Caleb some money to, so he can get uh, on the bus back home because you know he feels like he's on drugs, but he probably it's not going to injure anyone. Uh, Caleb's on the bus though on the way home, and he has to have the bus stop because he feels like he's going to get sick to his stomach. So well, that's just a waste of money there, Caleb. He should really. Uh, this is the older times, so uh, money's probably a little bit harder to come by. You should really not waste money. Um, then he finally gets stumbling back to May because that's where he 
he apparently didn't even, wasn't on the bus that long because he stumbles back to where they're hiding their new car in this little like train depot station and uh may sitting on the bumper waiting for him and that's when she allows him to feed off the blood on her wrist to try and help to ease the pain which apparently reacts really fast because two minutes later they are running away in the darkness together so apparently that's how fast vampire feeding works then Caleb's dad i think his name is lloyd is waking up and he's like you know what you cops aren't doing anything to help me find my son so i'm just gonna go and do the search for my son myself you know, you guys apparently aren't too concerned with it, so let's see what I can do. And then uh, Caleb tries calling home, but of course his dad's out looking for him, so no one's there to answer the phone. Uh, Caleb's then walking down the street, confused and angry, and he just wants to go home. But at the same time, he's also feeling a little bit better, so, you know, I think he's just very confused, like a lost little kid who doesn't know his way home. Um... And then May breaks the news to Caleb that if he wants to stay alive for uh, for the eternity, because he's slowly finding out that he's part vampire, um, he has to kill. And uh, he's not cool with that idea. He's like, I don't want to kill anyone, but you know, if you want to live forever and not throw away and die, you have to kill. And we get like this montage of everyone else in the gang setting up their own ploys to uh lure in their victims so they can feed for the night uh, and then we have jesse and i think his wife or his girlfriend's name is like diamondback um they're revisiting how they met years ago apparently jesse was like a, a hitchhiker broken down the side of the road or something along those lines and she stops to help him and he changes her and they stop to pick up a hitchhiker which actually turns out to be uh roadside jacking because they try to hijack the car and uh that doesn't work out good for those two guys because uh they get killed and then we cut to uh caleb and may who are getting a lift from a trucker um this is supposed to be caleb's first kill in the movie but it doesn't work out because he's uh he's asking the truck driver all these different questions like how to stop the truck and how to slow it down and all this you know because he's planning on killing the truck driver and he needs to know how to stop the truck at the same time uh, he can't go through with it though. He uh, starts getting sick and the truck driver pulls off to the side. Uh, Caleb jumps out and then gets sick and then the truck driver goes to check on him, makes some jokes because they're drinking and driving at the same time. Don't do that. That's not nice. And like truck driver's like, well, if you're going to be a captain of the ship, you got to learn how to handle the seas and all that bullshit. And um, yeah, May's watching on as the truck driver's, you know, trying to help Caleb. And he's like, are you really sick? And then May does the killing of the truck driver. And then we have this another scene where they look like they're in like a oil field. And Caleb is feeding off of May's wrist again. And then she has to stop um, because she's like, well, if you drink too much, you're going to kill me too. Which is understandable. Uh, why well, I just don't understand if she killed the truck driver, why didn't he just feed off of the truck driver's body? Why is he feeding off of her wrist? Could just fed off of him after he was dead. But hey. What do I know? And then we next thing we cut to is the gang hitchhiking or grabbing a ride in like a rail car. Like in the is it like a storage container or a rail car. And uh they're not very happy with Caleb because uh they don't want May carrying him. Uh they want Caleb to kill and feed for herself. Uh because they don't want any dead weight literally on the team. So um I believe it's Jesse's giving him one more night to make his kill or they're gonna literally kill him. Uh the next scene would be that they come up to a bar and uh Bill Paxton's character uh pretty much calls it like shit kicker heaven. It's a little redneck bar in the middle of nowhere. Um and the bartender's not happy 
by them in there at all. You got to tell us Severn, Bill Paxton's character. Um, you have two ways to leave. One on your feet, or one on your back. You know, Paxton gets a good laugh out of it. He's, the, he's definitely the smart-ass vampire in the group. Uh, he has no fucks to give. And just, just does whatever he wants. He doesn't care. To the point where he's pissing off another guy that's sitting at the bar. He knocks over his drink and stuff like that. And they joke with him. And then the, bar, the guy at the bar goes to punch him. But um, Severin grabs Caleb instead. And pushes him in front. So that the, uh, the patron of the bar starts beating the crap out of Caleb instead. And then Caleb just literally lets off a shot. Like a fist shot. And literally knocks the guy down. He's like, well, I know what you should do. You should go on Spotify and listen to the Nostalgic Dads podcast. That's my second podcast where I talk about cartoons and movies with Virgil Rob. Mm, cartoons and movies. Go check it out. Okay? Do it. Like after this episode. Not, not right now. After the episode. Okay? Cool. Did I do that? So he's coming to terms with his vampire strength at the same time. Uh, he's very weak, though. He can barely stand up at the bar. So then we have the waitress who's going over to Jesse and the rest of them. They're sitting down at the table. And she brings some drinks. But it's uh, Diamondback who's got a switchblade. Comes up behind her and slices her throat right open. And then we have Jesse using his glass to grab the blood out of her throat as it's pouring out. So that's kind of... Kind of a cool scene, I guess. The bartender's, you know, getting a little creeped out by everything that's going on now, so he's starting to load his, uh, his shotgun. And then we have uh, Severn again, Paxton's character. He's uh, pretending to be choked out by one of the other patrons in the bar, and that's when Paxton's just like, you know what, you're not stronger than me. He's was just playing mind games the whole time, and then he uh, stiffens back up and grabs the guy by the head and I think literally snaps his neck. And then uh, Caleb's getting up from the bar, I think he was going backward to where Jesse is, and uh, next thing you know, uh, he gets blasted right in the stomach with the shotgun from the bartender, and he's he's just standing there. He's in shock. He's like, am I, am I dead or am I alive? What's going on? He's got a giant hole in his stomach, but he just stumbles, stumbles away, and then we have uh, Homer, who's unloading his handgun into the back of another guy that's in the bar. I really don't know how many people are inside this bar. Seems to be a few. Seems to be quite a few. Um for being such a small little hick bar. There's at least like five or six six guys in there. And then we have uh, Jesse the whole time. He's staying at the front door, making eye contact with Caleb, pretty much like make, giving him the look like, hey, you need to go kill. You you kill someone or I'm going to kill you myself. And uh, we have May. Well, actually before that, uh, we have uh, Severin who jumps up on top of the bar and he's walking down the bar and kicking all the drinks over and he uses his spur on the back of his shoe to cut open the throat of the bartender, which kills him. And then we have uh, May, who's slow dancing with the last survivor in the bar, uh, just to set him up for the kill. And uh, she's slow dancing with him, and she's like, Caleb, this one's for you. And the guy's like, oh, no way. You're not killing me. And he jumps, literally jumps out the window and starts running off. And then Caleb has to chase after the guy. Um, he catches up to the guy, but literally lets him go, because Caleb's not cool with killing. He's just like, you know what, whatever, just, just go. At this point, Jesse is literally pissed right off at Caleb for fucking up again. And uh, they use a, they break into one of the vehicles that's in the parking lot. It's a van. Uh, they're using that as a getaway because they literally set the bar on fire to burn down every little piece of evidence. 
so that uh, nothing could be found. Except for, uh, you know, there's that one guy who's running off, so it's going to cause some issues. Uh, while in the getaway van, though, they have to use anything they can find to cover up the windows uh, so no sun can get in because, uh, you know, vampires are kind of lost track of time because the sun's starting to come up. They finally make it to an old motel, though, to get a uh, room or I think they call it a bungalow. It's not even like a motel. It's like a little small bungalows there all in a little area. Um, Jesse's impatient though he's like literally blaring on the front desk bell and this old man finally makes his way out and slowly gets him a key for a bungalow and the old man's like haven't I seen you here before and Jesse's like yeah I'm I come around every 50 years or so and then they're all sleeping in the bungalow and we have a uh, pounding on the door which goes on for a little while and then they finally all wake up and it's the cops at their door it's sheriff and everything um the guy that just or Caleb get the guy that Caleb let get away is at the door or not at the door in the police car. That's the cops are at the door. I'll get this right. I'm, I'm not trying to rush this, but I'm trying to make these new podcast episodes a little bit shorter, a little bit easier for the viewer to listen to. So I'm gonna have to edit a little bit. Um, but yeah, police are at the door because the guy went straight to the cops. Um, I'm not sure what he really explained to them. Um, vampires killing people and the cops bleed them. Or maybe they just said a massacre. Anyways, um, the cops are tired of waiting for them to answer the door and they just literally start shooting. Um, we have holes going through the bungalow and the sun's slowly starting to seep in. Uh, I think actually before that though, Severin opens up the curtain to look outside and he gets blasted in the face with the sun. Uh, that does not make him a happy sailor at all. He's pretty pissed off about that. And they're having a gun gunfight between the cops and the misfits inside the uh, bungalow um they're shooting out at the cops the cops are shooting in just making lots of holes not going to be good for them vampires you know sunlight bad Kale has the idea though i'm going to put a blanket over my back and i'm going to make a run for the van uh, he makes it to the van he gets shot a couple times but he does make it to the van and then he decides to uh, honk that horn and drive that van right into the bungalow which uh luckily he doesn't run over any of them because he literally runs right through the wall but he saves the day, and they all get into the van. Uh, then they, they take their getaway. Somehow they outrun the cops in that old beater van and make it to a new uh, motel. Um, everyone's starting to warm up to Caleb now that, you know, he pretty much just saved all their asses. Um, Paxson's character gives him, like, one of his spurs, and Homer goes to give him a handshake, and then just, to, like, the too slow guy move and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, and Jesse's like, well, Caleb, you... You bought yourself some time. You still have to feed, but you at least bought yourself some, a little bit of time. Then Homer goes outside to get some air. While at the motel, um, May and Caleb are already outside getting some air as well. But um, here's a vending machine going off, so he goes to take a look, and it's this little girl who's getting a cook of the vending machine. Come to find out, it's Sarah, Caleb's little sister. And then Homer invites Sarah over for some TV watching because he's got apparently the color TV in his room. So Sarah's like, all right, you know, whatever. It's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'll go watch some TV with this random stranger who's all dirty and disgusting looking. Uh, so she's in the room, and then the TV goes off because it's really early. And there's nothing on TV at that time. And uh, as she's going to leave, Caleb may come in, and she's like, I should punch you right in the face. And uh, then they have a little family meeting, and then Severin slips out to get... Um, Sarah's dad because uh Diamondback's like Sarah what what room are you staying in honey and she's she tells him with no hesitation whatsoever so Paxson goes out to get the father I feel like I'm talking a mile a minute 
I'm not trying to. I'm just trying to make these podcasts a little bit easier to listen to. So then we have the whole family reunion going on and um, Jesse's room. The dad's like, you know, I've been looking for you, Caleb. And he's like, I know, but I'm with these guys now. And he can't explain it because, you know, his dad's not going to believe him anyways. And then um, Jesse pretty much wants to kill his dad and Sarah because he doesn't want anyone else to know about them. And Caleb's like, no, he just let them go. And then uh, Jesse fun- or Sarah, Sarah finally gets away from uh, Homer and makes a run for the front door. And now it's already daylight out and the daylight shoots in. That gives them enough time for Caleb and his dad and his sister to get to the truck, and they head out. His dad's like, oh, we're going to take you to the hospital. We're going to get you fixed up. And uh, Caleb's like, no, you can't. That's not going to help me. And he's like, yeah, it'll help you. You'll be fine. And then uh, Caleb puts his hand in the sun, and the sun just starts burning his hand. He's like, the hospital's not going to help that dad. Uh, and then he has the idea of doing a complete blood transfusion. So that's what they they go back to the burn, and uh, it looks like a burn at least. It could be just a shed. And uh, he starts doing a f- full-on blood transfusion. One part I did forget, though, uh, Caleb's dad pulls out the gun in the hotel room to shoot Jesse. Uh, he shoots Jesse, and then Jesse literally spits out the bullet and gives it back to his dad. Uh, I thought that was a really cool scene and uh, very interesting, for sure. And then we have the next day waking up. Caleb's in the barn, and the, they open up the barn door, and the sun's hitting him, and he's actually not burning. So the blood transfusion actually works. So clean out all the vampire blood, uh, brought him back to the... A human human guy and then uh, that night we have the family sitting at the dinner table and um, Sarah's done eating so she goes upstairs to brush her teeth and gets ready to go to bed and we hear the swing moving outside and Caleb's like I'm gonna go outside and take a look uh, come to find out it's May on the swing she came back to see Caleb uh, she's confused and saddened by uh, Caleb leaving and then you know they get a little closer and they go to hug and May's like why are you warm and she's all confused even more now and she fades off into the darkness because she just doesn't want to be with him now i guess because he's warm again in that instance of caleb being outside and talking to may for five seconds um the dad falls asleep and somehow sarah gets kidnapped out of her room so a lot happens in that little bit of like a minute or two and it must have been homer that did the kidnapping because also the tires on the truck are flat so Caleb's like, all right, gotta saddle up my horse and head after Sarah. He's riding into town, which looks like a complete ghost town. I know not a lot of people be out at this time of the hour, but still, it looks like no one lives in this town at all. Uh, the horse gets spooked, though, by uh, Severin, and then we have a little battle between the two. He's like, oh, I'll help you up. He goes to help Caleb up because he's on the ground from the horse spooking and bucking him off. And as he's picking up, he f- literally throws him down the street with his vampire strength and then we have a transport coming in the scene the only other sign of life we have in this town and caleb god seven damn where's my sister sever hey let me give you a hand there old buddy asshole hey caleb i hate to be mean to you caleb i really do but you disappoint First, you're gonna give me back my spur. Then I'm gonna knock the tonsils at your asshole. What do you think of them apples, huh? Stop! Hey, mister. Get the hell off my truck! Well, you going before you get killed. 
towards the transport to stop him and jumps on the side of the door and he's like come on let's go we gotta go before we're dead and the trucker's like i'll give you the five to get off my truck and by the time he, i think he hits three um severin literally shoots him in the head so then caleb has to remember his uh lesson that he learned from the other truck driver and he drives the transport into severin uh he thought he killed him he thought he ran him right over but uh, severin's doing like the whole terminator climbing on top of the hood scene he's literally ripping random things out of the front of the truck it's just causing some actual like smoke it's not like causing the engine to die or anything but this transport's actually hauling a tanker trailer as well and uh caleb decides to you know uh put it into what he learned earlier in the movie about how to stop the truck but do it the wrong way to jackknife it and he causes its jackknife and the whole thing blows up um he jumps out obviously beforehand you know if he didn't jump out the movie would be spoiled and over but apparently that truck blowing up uh, causes severin bill paxton's character to finally die and by the time caleb's getting back up off the ground we have um jesse and everyone else standing behind him at the car homer's in the back seat of the station wagon holding sarah and um sarah escapes uh homer's hold and runs towards caleb to escape jesse goes to shoot at them and may's like no you're not doing that and pretty much hits hits his hand just at the right time so the bullet misses and then all of them get in the car and uh we have caleb who's carrying sarah away and he's running through the fields to try and get home uh he stumbles and she, he tells his uh sarah to go on ahead to try and make it home uh but of course doesn't make it home in time because they come with the station wagon and pick up sarah again and she's now stuck in the back seat of the station wagon with homer again but then may decides to be the hero uh she grabs a blanket and grabs uh sarah and jumps out the back window of the station wagon. this whole time this whole thing is going on the sun is slowly starting to come back up homer doesn't like the fact that uh um, sarah's trying to get away so he jumps out of the car too and as he's running he slowly starts to catch fire and to the point where he actually literally stops and is hunched over in pain and it actually explodes and then we have um jesse and diamondback are in the, the station wagon and they're they're pretty much lined up towards caleb and may and sarah and they're driving towards them i think by the looks of it, jesse's plan was to run them over um, but the whole time that's going on they're slowly catching on fire as well because the sun's farther up now and uh they're literally engulfed in flames to the point where they die and the car goes off the road and the whole car explodes caleb took off his jacket though he's got that covered over may so he's not really dying yet she's kind of just smoking a little bit and uh and then we wake up to the next morning and may's may's waking up confused in the barn as the sun's hitting her and she's not burning though so they did another blood transfusion and it worked as well so apparently if you turn into a vampire you just need a full complete blood transfusion and you'll be fine um may's like i'm scared and kayla's just like don't be afraid it's just the sun and that's the end of the movie and it just ends on a still image i know this podcast is going to be a little bit different i'm trying to do them a little bit quicker a little bit easier for new listeners um so if i'm talking like a mile a minute i'm sorry i'll try and slow it down hopefully upon listening back to it and editing it it'll sound good uh i'm gonna have obviously still i'm gonna have the couple audio clips in throughout the podcast so make a little bit more time to it as well and um also i'm gonna have that um add in usually about the halfway mark gonna try and promote some other things and whatnot so yeah I would definitely highly, highly recommend checking this movie out if you haven't. If you're a vampire fan, definitely check it out. Like I said earlier, it's definitely by far my favorite vampire movie I've seen 
at all. Uh, it's, yeah, by far my top vampire movie to watch. Uh, it's got a great cast. It's got some good effects. got a great soundtrack. It's shot really nice for the, the year it is. I think 1978 or something like that. Um, yeah, I might have to double check on that one. But, yeah, it's definitely a really good movie. I definitely highly recommend checking it out. Uh, I think the next movie we're going to watch. Let's see. It's been a while since I've done this. Uh, i got to remember what ones I've already watched and what ones I haven't. So I think we're going to go with Cujo. Let's do something Stephen King. Yeah, let's do some Cujo. Cujo should be fun. You know, a movie about a dog that wants to eat your face off because it was bit by a bat. I think it was a bat. It's been a while. Um, but yeah, Cujo is going to be the next one. And hopefully within, let's shoot for two weeks. Uh, I think I'm going to keep it every every couple weeks a new episode. If I can do them sooner, I will. But like I said, I'm not going to rest them out at all because I feel like this is probably going to be rushed enough as it is. But yeah, if you guys want to suggest any movies at all, just uh, find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Typhonstein. Um, the Illustrated Mind of Brian Typhair on Facebook is my art page. Um, and use the hashtag Rotten Reviews Podcast. And just, you know, let me know. Send me a message, DM, tweet, whatever. I don't know. Say hi. I don't, I didn't know. Whatever. Whatever works. So until next time, I'll talk to you guys all later. Peace.